Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Fear. It is an interesting thing. It's designed to protect us, and oftentimes it does. Fear kept me from trying illegal drugs, and I'm glad that I did not try them. Fear protects us from things that would harm us. But fear, even though it has that good attribute about it, it also has the tendency to harm. It can lead us to isolation. It can pit us against each other. It can pit uh, brother against brother. I've been watching and reading a lot of things lately on the news and on the internet lately, and I'm sure you have as well. And in some ways, fear has caused people to turn against people. I read of people getting ready to hide away for weeks, for months, in hopes of not getting COVID-19. I read and have experienced myself, just as you have probably, a lot of confusion, a lot of questions, and uncertainty as schools and places of business have closed because of the unknown. Should we be afraid of the virus? Perhaps. I know that I don't like to get any kind of sickness. I don't like it. But should our fear lead us to hysteria and make us run to seek shelter in things that may even be bad for us? And sometimes that's what fear does. Sometimes fear takes me to something that I should be afraid of to find shelter in. Should we let this threat make us into people who fight with one another in hopes of survival? You've seen the pictures of stores online, right? Maybe, hopefully none of you have been beating somebody over toilet paper. <laughs> but you've seen it. Should our fears lead us to blame and accuse one another over things that we have very little knowledge of? Now, I'm not saying that we have to shake hands. Perhaps we shouldn't. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be careful. We should. But I am saying that if we are afraid, we don't want to let our fears lead us into a place where we doubt God's provision or into a place where we start seeing other people as enemies. We don't want to get into a place where we are so afraid of the germs that our neighbor might be carrying that it keeps us from hearing God's word. If you feel you should stay home, that is fine. But God would not have us live in fear of the things of this fallen world. He has overcome sin. He has overcome death. He has overcome the powers of the devil by his death, by his resurrection on the third day. Jesus is God's perfect love, and Jesus has come to cast out fear. In our gospel today, he is passing through Samaria, and he stops near a small town called Sychar, he stops at Jacob's well. 
He remained at the well while his disciples went into town to buy some food. It was about lunchtime and Jesus stayed behind because he was weary from the journey. He was tired. And while he was there, a woman from Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. And the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Right here at the beginning of our gospel, Jesus, God's perfect love, breaks through a barrier that people were afraid to break. Jews and Samaritans hated one another. They even said that each other were unclean. Their fear of one another led them to harm each other at different times throughout history. But here, Jesus approaches this woman, understanding that the Father would use him to care for her, but the Father would use her to care for him. He asks her for water, a request that startled her, for fear should have kept the two of them from even talking to one another. But instead, the manner in which Jesus spoke to her invited her to speak with him. And she said, how is it that you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink? Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is speaking with you, give me a drink. You would have asked him and he would have given you living water. A little later, Jesus tells her that everyone who drinks from this water at this well will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water of everlasting life, the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Now this woman didn't understand yet what Jesus was saying, but God was telling her that God so loved the world even her, that he sent his only begotten son. The living water of baptism that Jesus brings was even for her. This is an amazing thing because here Jesus shows Christians that his love breaks down barriers that kept two people living that that kept people from living, or kept people living in fear and hatred. He breaks down this barrier. If you are afraid of talking with this or that people group, this shows that Jesus' death and resurrection was even for those people that we are afraid to get to know. Fear would keep us apart. But Jesus would bring us together. As Jesus continues his conversation with the Samaritan woman, we learn that fear can also make us run away from God's provision. 
into places where we were never meant to be. You see, God's Ten Commandments, they set up boundaries for us that keep us in a place that is good, a place where we fear, love, and trust in God above all things. To keep us also living lives of love. Those commandments keep us living lives of love towards God and towards each other. That's where God would have us, in a position where we are loving Him and loving each other. And they keep us from going to places that we're not meant to go. Getting a little personal, Jesus says to the woman, go call your husband and come here. And the woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said, you are right in saying, I have no husband. You've had five husbands. And the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. In this sentence, Jesus shows that this woman did not trust for God's provision to take care of her. Now we have no idea about the details of whose fault it was that this woman had broken the sixth commandment over and over again. No details are given and no details are needed. God's word says you shall not commit adultery. And this woman had given up on God's gift of marriage and was now here in this place where she lived with a man who was unwilling to marry her. He want, Jesus did not point these things out to condemn her. But rather he pointed this out so that he could save her from her sin. He wanted to lift her out of the fear that was making her uh, think that she had to remain with this man who wouldn't marry her. Even though times were hard, and they were, I mean, this woman's not in a good place. Times are hard. The solution to her fears didn't have to be breaking God's commandment. The solution to her fears was rather the one who died to take away her sin. This woman didn't want to get too personal with Jesus, and at this point she's uncomfortable. And when Jesus starts talking about how those who worship God must worship him in spirit and truth, she decides to let fear lead her response. And basically, she just tells Jesus, you know, we're discussing things we can never know. She just kind of defers. Well, when the Christ comes back, he'll answer all these things. Let's just stop. She says, to quote her, I know that the Christ is coming. When he comes, he'll tell us all things. I think that Jesus was expecting, I think she was expecting Jesus to say, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll be quiet. But instead, Jesus said to her, I who am speaking to you, I who speak to you am he. I can only imagine that moment. This woman was afraid. 
Her fears led her to man after man trying to cure her loneliness and need for protection. Her fears led her to a place where all other women in town looked down on her because of the sins that she had committed. The other woman, women in town would go to the well to draw water either at evening or at morning when, the, when it was cool. They did this for protection and to have fellowship with one another. But the fear of being associated with this woman led them to reject her. You see, this woman had to go to get water from the well at noontime while everybody else was eating. While everybody else was eating and enjoying a break from the heat of the day with their families, she would go out in secret by herself. You see, fear led her to the place that she feared the most, isolation. But now here was Jesus, God's love for the world. He is the Christ, and he revealed himself not to the holy of holies in town, <laughs> not the holier than thou's in town. He revealed himself to her. The tr town treated her like she was the greatest sinner in town, and she often felt like it. But here, God, his sh God showed his love to her first. His perfect love, it cast away her fear. And when that woman went back to town, John writes that she left her water jugs by the well. And she ran into town to speak to all of those people who previously she was afraid to speak to. She now loved people who judged her. And she reached out to people that shunned her because of fear. She said, come, see, a man who told me all I ever did. Could this be the Christ? And they went out of the town and were coming to him. Many Samaritans of that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. And many more believed because of his word. You see, in some ways, this story tells us of a fearful woman who came from a town of people living in fear. Fear had caused them to seek shelter in things that went against God's word, judging others, adultery. Fear caused them to sin against each other. Fear led them to places of isolation that they needed to be rescued from. In this story, Jesus comes into this town and he casts away fear, first from the chief of sinners, the woman in that town. And with her fear cast aside, she lovingly pleads with others to meet the love that cast away her fear. And his love changed them all. Jesus comes to your fears this morning, whatever they may be. No matter where your fears have taken you, Jesus is here to forgive you. 
And he is here to replace your fear with his perfect love. If your fears have led you into this or that sin, to places that you would not have liked to go, he is here to forgive you, no matter where you have been. We are individuals feared, we are individuals filled with fear in a world that is fearful. We are fearful over a disease that could seriously harm and it could kill it could kill you. You know, I'm not going to say it can't. It could. Who knows? But let me tell you, Jesus in his perfect love is here this morning. He gives his supper for the forgiveness of sins, for life and for salvation. Jesus is God's perfect love and he is here to cast away all your fears. He is here to wash you away the sins that your fears have led you to with his lavish grace. And I pray that his perfect love would change us as it did the woman at the well. That his love would lead us to be people who lovingly reach out in a world that cowers in fear. For no matter what happens to our bodies, no matter what happens to our bodies, in Christ Jesus, we have the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. This is a certain hope that sees us through all our fears. In the name of Jesus, amen.